The AI Today podcast, produced by Cognolytica, cuts through the hype and noise to identify what is really happening now in the world of artificial intelligence. Learn about emerging AI trends, technologies, and use cases from Cognolytica analysts and guest experts. Hello, and welcome to the AI Today podcast. I'm your host, Kathleen Walsh. And I'm your host, Ronald Schmelzer, and we've really been enjoying this uh, AI glossary series. It's funny because, you know, we've been doing AI today for five plus years and hundreds of episodes. And, you know, we just don't tire of things to talk about with AI, but also we, we find ourselves, you know, having to even define terms that we felt people should know by now, but they don't. And it's been enjoyable because, you know, even the process for ourselves is great, not because it gives us understanding, but it gives us a way of explaining it in such a way that gives others an understanding. And I think that's the challenge. It's one thing to explain something at a technical level of detail that actually is not that hard to do. You can find technical definitions and explain them, but that doesn't mean you actually understand them. And sometimes the technical definitions are, well, too technical and they're not very helpful. So, you know, we put together this, this AI glossary series based on the AI glossary that we have up on our site. We've had up uh, for a while. It's got hundreds of entries in it. Um, and we thought, let's go through each term or a group of related terms together and do some definitions on them. And again, if this is your first AI Today podcast, you're listening to it sort of midway through our uh, AI glossary series, and in particular, the glossary series part on deep learning, neural nets. So you may want to go back and listen to our previous ones. Definitely subscribe because there's a lot more of these. But of course, there's also lots of other things we've been doing on AI today for the past five some years, You know, interviews with folks who are doing AI and doing AI right with CPMA methodology, as well as uh, the, the failure series and the use case series and so much more. Exactly. So as Ron mentioned, we have a AI glossary series, which comes from our AI glossary that we put together. We'll link to that in the show notes. You can also find it at cognolytica.com. It's an incredibly thorough glossary that really helps define all the terms that you need to know related to AI, machine learning, and big data. We define it at a high level. And that's what we're doing on the podcast as well. Sometimes we'll define just one term and other times we group terms together, a few of them together that we think make sense to present. And in today's podcast, that's what we're doing. So we're going to be presenting on training data, epoch, batch, and learning curve. So training data, if if you've ever heard of that, it's a data set of prepared data that is cleaned and has appropriate labels, especially if it's being used for supervised learning. And we defined that in a previous podcast. So uh, listen to that if you don't know what supervised learning is that is used to incrementally train a machine learning model to perform a particular task. So machine learning works by providing an algorithm with training data to generate a model that can then be used to predict future data. So, you know, we always talk about how data is the heart of AI, and that's because especially with machine learning, uh, you need that data, the training data, to uh, feed it to the algorithm so that it can learn. And then in EPOC, now this can be pronounced a few different ways. It's spelled E-P-O-C-H. So EPOC or EPOC is an iteration of training a model on the training data set. And models are usually trained on tens, hundreds, or thousands of epochs to get their loss error as low as required. Yeah. And I think the interesting thing about you know this whole idea of training is that remember we're trying to build these models that get us to our result 
as quickly as possible. Uh, you know, we could certainly do them in slow ways, but uh, or do them in inefficient ways. But that's not what we're trying to do. We're trying to do it in efficient ways, and we like this example of you know, uh, you you try you're trying to build a machine to shoot arrows at a target, and you're trying to get it as close as possible to the bullseye. And we need a strategy by which to adjust, you know, all the things. And and it's sort of just a mental picture, obviously overly simplistic. But imagine you have thousands and thousands of these arrows, and you know, we have this target really far away. You know, um, how many times are you going to try? You know, you're a little machine before you know if you're even getting closer, right? You know, especially if it's really far away, you have no idea, right? So um, if you have tons of arrows, it's very also hard to like calculate the error every, each and every time. If I got thousands and thousands, I got to go and I got to calculate how wrong for that particular iteration for that epoch, how wrong the, the model was. Then I got to figure out how to adjust my machine to make it work the second time around. So what we could do is we can divide up that huge... Uh, set of error, the guesses, the predictions into uh, iterations into smaller batches, this idea of the batch. And, you know, since there's often a lot of training data that needs to be used for model training in each epoch, uh, that the data might not one fit in memory. It may not be able to be processed at the same time to compute these gradients. Training can be done in what's called batches, where these gradients, these errors can be calculated across just the batches rather than waiting for all 10,000 errors and then calculating and then Another 10,000 errors, I can split them up into, say, batches of 100, then calculate my errors, then make adjustments. So these smaller batches, another word often used is mini batches. That's the thing with AI machine learning. Same words, multiple words. It's off sometimes to say the same thing. <laughs> sometimes the same word means different things. So these smaller batches will get us to convergence faster because I'm not you know, doing all these errors and calculating the error, then doing all the errors and calculating the error, uh, making all these predictions, right? Shooting the arrows. I can use the arrow example. So if I'm doing in smaller batches, I can get there faster, but I'm not looking at all the data. So larger batches will be slower, but it'll be more accurate because I'm figuring out my total error based on all of those training data. So that, that's one of the things to think about with batching is it helps us get there. Now, a related idea here is I can, how do I know? How, how do I know that I'm getting closer? Well, of course, we know you're getting closer to your target because your error, the total cost function is getting lower and lower. You're getting, you're having fewer and fewer errors getting closer and closer to your target. So you can actually graph this. After every epic, you can graph, you can create this curve called a learning curve that shows you after you, what, your, what your total loss, your total calculated loss function is after every iteration and graph it, right? So a learning curve is a quantified measurement over time as to how well a particular learning model is learning from the training data it's been given, also known as a training curve. So learning curve, training curve, you might see the same thing. It's a visual indicator. It's a visualization that the learning curve can provide really quick insight to see how the model training is being performed over time and how it's performing over time as additional data uh, as we're doing these additional uh, trainings. So um, we can not only measure uh, how that error rate's going down, you know, the loss is going down in terms of the errors, but I can also even look at it how it's generalizing. We talked about this in generalizing. I'm not just training the model against the training data. I'm really training the model to perform against data I haven't seen before. So as I'm going through it, I can also see how it's performing against some data that I also know is good, and I know what that data is, called validation data. We'll get into that separately, but I can see how it's performing against that to know that even as it's maybe working better and better against the training data, I can see how it's performing against the validation data. 
or other measures that may be important. So if you look at these curves, you can take a look at them and say, oh, look, the slope is not going down on my you know, training curve. That means it's not learning anything. <laughs> Something's wrong, right? <clears throat> Maybe the slope is going down, you know, that's getting better and better after iteration, but it never flattens out. It like just keeps going down. Like, well, you got to keep training because at some point you want to get to convergence, right? You want to get to this point where it's approaching the, you know, the, the, the level you want it to. If you look at it in terms of comparing against this validation data and you're saying, oh my goodness, it's, the training curve is looking great. It's flattening out against the training data, but it's not flattening out against the, the, the starting to diverge where the validation data, the error is staying high, even if the training data error is going low. That means that we're overfitting. We're fitting too much to the training data. It's, it was good. And then it started getting not good because I'm too, tra training too much, right? Uh, I could even see like how the data is. If I get like crazy squiggles in my training line, that means something's a problem there. If I get squiggles in my validation line, that means a problem with the validation data. If I have like, you know, the validation is doing great even after the first pass. Uh, well, <laughs> okay, too simple, right? So we, we had a lot of diagnostic control over and visibility by by really looking at how these functions, these train, the machine learning models are, are learning and measuring that error rate. Exactly. So hopefully this podcast gave you at least at a high level an understanding of the terms we presented today. But of course, understanding these terms at a high level and understanding how to put this into practice are two different things. And we are big advocates of doing AI right, including following best practices methodologies. We're advocates of the CPM AI methodology, which is the Cognitive Project Management for AI methodology. For our AI Today podcast listeners, we have come up with a free intro to CPMAI course so that you can take it and learn more about what CPMAI is all about. If you're interested, you can go to aitoday.live slash CPMAI to sign up for free. And if you'd like to get certified in CPMAI, then go to cognolytica.com slash CPMAI, where you can sign up for the training. And then at the end of that, you'll get your certification once you've completed all of the exercises. Um, we, we know that many of our podcast listeners are CPMAI certified, and we always love to hear from you. We would love to continue to grow our CPMAI certified individuals. We now have thousands around the globe that are CPMAI certified, so you're joining a great community of individuals. So again, I'll link to both of those in the show notes. You just have to click on the links and it'll take you right to them. Otherwise, you can type in the URLs that we shared, aitoday.live slash CPMAI for the free intro course and cognolitica.com slash CPMAI to get the training and certification as well. So with that, we thank you so much for listening to today's episode and we'll catch you at the next podcast. And that's a wrap for today. To download this episode, find additional episodes and transcripts, subscribe to our newsletter and more please visit our website at cognolitica.com. Join the discussion in between podcasts on the AI Today Facebook group and make sure to join the Cognolitica Facebook page for updates on this and future podcasts. Also subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Google Play, and elsewhere to get notified of future episodes. Want to support this podcast and get your message out to our listeners? Then become a sponsor. We offer significant benefits for AI Today sponsors including promotion in the podcast and landing page, and opportunities to be a guest on the AI Today show. For more information on sponsorship, visit the Cognolytica website and click on the podcast link. This sound recording and its contents is copyright by Cognolytica, all rights reserved. Music by Matsu Gravas. As always, thanks for listening to AI Today, and we'll catch you at the next podcast. <laughs>